Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we have our resident physiotherapist from ADPT here, and we're talking about how to progress out of rehab and into the rest of your life. You definitely don't want to get stuck on the hamster wheel of rehab training. Stick around. Like Vasquez in Aliens, let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix. Rad is at the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal programs and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, you can always use the link in the description and get your first month free. What have you got to lose? Get yourself in there. Now, I'm also pretty excited to announce that we are having an epic flash sale this weekend and uh, we're going to be revealing more about that tomorrow, but stay tuned, get ready, be prepared. Now, before we get started, warm welcome. If you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment. We'll send you back some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact. Lastly, massive shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. Today, as Rad said, we are very, very privileged to be joined by Phil White and Nilesh Murti from ADPT Physio. Uh, they are just two of the not just sexiest physiotherapists on the planet, but some of the most talented physiotherapists on the planet. Uh, and it makes it very difficult for Richie to maintain the sexiest man on earth when we're graced <laughs> by two of the sexiest physios. How are you, boys? Oh boy, what an intro. Oh, we're well, back. Mate. We're wearing our matching shirts again. It's going to get real. It's going to get real. <laughs> it's going down. It's going down today. So let's, uh, let's, let's dive straight into this, hey? We've got uh, a question here which, which uh, sparked this show. So Simon Kovac, I really hope you're listening to this one uh, because this is all about your question about our rehab program. So uh, Simon has asked in the UMS Movement Mastermind, what do you do once you've finished a rehab program? As in, in what way can you maintain everything you've worked hard to achieve and prevent further injury? And then he goes on to say, hey guys, currently five weeks into phase three of the knee rehab program and wanted to ask the above question. It's gone very well. My knee still gets niggly and a bit of pain still from time to time. But as a whole, it's recovered really well and feels so much stronger than before thanks to the amazing program. It has not been easy, but it's been a great design and it works. So just curious, after I've finished... I might do one or two more weeks of the program two times, uh, two days a week. What do I do to keep, t uh, so that I keep the injury, fingers crossed, uh, free, keep injury free? Do all the strengthening plus active stretching exercises just once a week or cut the volume in half as maintenance? Or are there key types of exercises in it that I should keep, although they all seem pretty important? Or just make sure to keep glute uh, quad ham calf exercises integrated into current training sessions always have been stretching these every day regardless too just curious how people go about it after they've rehabbed an injury what to do after uh, to keep things strong thanks heaps in advance that's probably the only thing I'm going to get to say in this show so I wanted to say it <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to just I'm going to like cut through all of the red tape and uh, answer your question uh, very very simply 
you should just join UMS and do the, and do the foundations program. program. <laughs> Absolutely. But let's but hear what Phil and the Here's the bigger answer. Yeah, yeah, you could say it in a few sentences. Or yeah. <laughs> we could all spend half an hour talking about it. Uh, yeah, unless you want to kick us off. No, well, I think my big belief, um, obviously um, working in the space I've come from, is if we get our athletes out of rehab, they still continue having, you know, an exposure to um, their rehab exercises or any exercise that's going to do them well. So obviously that's going to obviously bulletproof them. So if the example, you know, hamstrings are our big go-to or ACLs are a big go-to, making sure when they come out of rehab, they're doing, you know, protective exercises for hemis. You know, they're doing the Nordics or they're doing some hammy curls for so, knees. You so know. maximizing strength. Yeah, maximizing strength and av- addressing the different types of strength, mobility, yeah. flexibility and different fitness, right? And they get it all within the program of being an athlete, but they also get it. You can choose to get it day to day here, so... Before we go any further, I should say on live, congratulations for the win on the weekend. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank the you. boys uh, at um, the Giants won their first derby game in pre-season. Smashed Sydney Swans. Good scoreline. Yeah. Anything, anything more than 100? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Off to a good start. Well yeah. done. More than 100, did they? What they yeah. Uh, 105, wow. 70, nice. 81, yeah. I think. That's it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good start to the year. Yeah. yeah. So for those playing at home, uh, that's the team that Nelish has worked with for the last 10 years. Is one of the pro AFL teams in Sydney, so yeah, has a lot of skin in the game for talking about knee injuries because AFL is a game with plenty <laughs> of knee injuries. ACLs, ACLs, and, uh, ACLs. Plenty yeah. of knee injuries. But I want to start this um, answering this question off with just having a bit of understanding about like what rehab program is. And so we talked about this before with like rehab is training in the presence of an injury. It's like doesn't have to be this entirely different thing. Um, you don't have to take this entirely different mindset and. and think about yourself as someone in rehab as if you were you know a drug addict that you know can't go back into regular society until you get past something like rehab is training i thought i love the way you put this the other day when you're in rehab you go into the naughty corner and yeah i think so you you can't train with the rest of us yeah like i think so many people kind of adopt that mindset in such a heavy way and just feel like they they're not allowed to do the rest of you know like (laughs) exercise that they enjoy which i I understand I, i dare say that it's your fault like not you specifically <laughs> but your fucking industry yep. your yep. industry's yep. fault like you have this tendency to go whoa 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 yeah. i can stop see everything. some inflammation look at that scan there's there's an effusion there stop everything <laughs> this is this is like big words big words we're going to use big words and we're going to bedazzle you and confuse you and you are in the naughty corner get over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the only way to get out is with a six-week program of three times a week oh no <laughs> the only way to get out is first to take like six weeks off all movement practice yeah. completely you're not even allowed to walk. Don't, yeah, don't do anything. You know, unless you are on this leash and you're, yeah, like literally, let's wrap this person. And see us three times board. a week as well. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I'll send you, a, magic a, you know, a fifty pack of physio <laughs> sessions. Yeah. I've been to plenty of those, man, and it yeah. really messes with the psychology of people. And you are the first physios that I ever heard put it so eloquently by saying, you know, uh, rehab is training in the presence of an injury. It's not dismantling your regular routine to put yeah. you in the naughty corner and you know yeah i think it's fantastic and so with these specific exercises that are in the unity rehab program for the knee 
like they're all just regressions of all the fundamental movements that we use in the gym to build a balanced body anyway but it's just regression so you can kind of start where you know your current sort of ability and on-ramp is from that injury and then it's all there's three phases in this in this program and it builds you up to the point where then the idea just as these guys have said right at the beginning is that you get back into your sort of regular training because with the regular training as long as you've got this good balance of um you know strength with um the whole lower body system plus a balance of strength mobility and a bit of bit of fitness in there like you've got all the pieces you need to have a, a healthy knee and, and your, your body doesn't know when you're doing a rehab exercise all it can take is stimulus and then it will have an, a a response so it doesn't you don't have to have these specific rehab exercises you just need to understand the fundamental movements and gain that balance yeah yeah, and fuck, you, I think you said it really well. I just swore. Sorry. Thanks. That's all right. I've already swore. I think you, I think, I think you put that really well because I said they're going to got nothing more to add. It's worth a swear word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like kind of getting an idea about what, you know, in the AFL when someone has a knee injury, like they don't stop training altogether. No. No, no they way. work with the physios quite closely and then the the, yeah. the physios work with the with the strength and conditioning staff to you know get them on that on-ramp at that right position but you know they get back to playing one of the most intense sports yeah. and they don't do it like they don't wear i don't know special different shoes or something like to make their knee injury <laughs> suddenly better like it's just that progression back yeah. to doing i, I think when you say on, you know they, of course they have orthotics like orthotics <laughs> would go in the, the injury support orthotics yeah. would go in which yeah. you know it stops yeah. everything um, yeah. but i think the good way to look at it, everyone's caught up on the notion that you're in rehab um this is exercise to get you better but you you want to think of it of different taps and i think um, it's been highlighted really well. You want to have ex- with a knee injury. You when, when you're coming out, you want to go. Okay, cool. What are my go-to exercises? What are my three big rocks that I could put into my weekly program? Um, and uh, our boys do this really well. They they squat or they trap bar deadlift. Yeah, what are their key lifts? Yeah, and that's you know knee dominant. Um, so what are they doing in terms of hamstring? Are they nordicking? Like they're the big rocks you want to pull out. Looking at this program here, you know your big rocks here. I think you know you continue your phase three stuff. Yes, but you don't do the whole program again because then you'll be just lifting hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. You get your big rocks or your squats here. You know, yes, you'll be, you've been able to do 15 reps here. Now let's start loading it because you've gone away from that rehab notion of pain for being pain or in pain. Now you're pain free. You can load it, get stronger. You also add in some single leg work like your hamstring football work. You Again, six reps. Well, let's now add some load into it. Yeah, and that's going to probably reduce reps and like your steps, um, Peterson step down. So they're good exercises to keep holding on to. Um, for us in the sports world, we'd work in a similar motion there going, okay, cool. We squatted the start of rehab. We keep squatting. Yeah. We keep getting our load there. We, we change our fluctuation of rep numbers and so forth. So th- that's where I'd be pointing um, in for this yeah. in this direction. And I just think just the one, like there's, I think two big things to talk about is like thinking about the end that you have in mind. So the goal that you're working towards, obviously when you want to get back to a, you know, a certain sport that maybe caused your knee injury, think about like what are the demands that you have for that sport? What does your knee need to be able to do? Is it, um, you know, is it continuous running? Is it, um, you know, uh, sprinting? Is it landing in a certain position? Is it deep squatting under heavy load? Like all of these things, think about what you need to get to be able to do and then reverse engineer it in your program. Because I think sometimes people kind of get this idea that they've had success with certain in- with certain exercises in a rehab program. And so then they hold on to these rehab exercises for so long. But then the problem there is you totally miss out on movement variability and it's in the sports space that you have so much movement variability and if you've just been doing one thing over and over and over again you'll be great at that one thing but you won't be prepared for anything else so i think that's the key thing that people need to be like okay 
I've taken like the rehab program here has got some really good fundamental movements, but we can't just hold on and say like the Peterson step down is the thing that makes my knee better. We've got to know why it is like, why was that Peterson step down so effective? Is it because it was like reduced range? Was it because it trained your, you know, single leg um, ability? Was it because it kind of took a bit of, um, you know, strain from your knee and put it into your hips? Like what are those fundamental things? And then how do we build that into a program that works and yeah. funnily enough the program kind of looks a lot like the unity program because yeah. you're getting those <laughs> fundamental movements and then you have movement variability between your every six weeks that like fundamental movement changes between a front squat a back squat a um, low bar squat the um you know you got calf raises in there so you, your knee gets a lot of strength um and support Nordics. from you got Nordics. You got all of these muscles around your knee like are staying strong and they've got variability and contraction type of you know loading protocols that will yeah yeah, the, the only thing that I would add is that you in, uh, add some sort of gait uh, movement. So starting with, uh, you know, a walk and then, you know, I, I had a really interesting experience lately, which even surprised me. And it's hard to surprise me nowadays. I've seen it all. <laughs> uh, is that, uh, you know, I after my knee reconstruction, uh, I had... Uh, I, you know, I was told by Leroy, your, your, your friend, good friend of mine, good friend of both Phil and the Leshes. Uh, um, Take that, Rad. Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Rad. Uh, who, he hasn't told yet. Who, uh, you know, I went to because I had this huge baker's cyst blow up in the back of my knee. And, and you know, I'd reintroduced gym work, squats, deadlifts, all that strength stuff. But, you know, this, this cyst got just ginormous. Like it was way bigger than a golf ball, you know, and, and uh, he sort of, uh, he just said, you just got to focus on getting that hammy stronger, brother. And, and I kept doing that and I kept doing that. And I wanted him to drain it because it was annoying and it was hurting. And he said, look, if I drain it, it's just going to come back. Just, uh, they literally, literally suck the fluid out. And uh, he said, just keep getting stronger. Now that stayed with me for like four years, four or five years. And it wasn't until I started walking and then running that it just disappeared. And it was the introduction of something totally different. No amount of Nordics, no amount of deadlifts, no amount of, you know, back, um, um, posterior chain exercises seemed to eliminate it. And I got real strong. Like I got up to a 220 kilo deadlift, you know, um, 180 kilo back squat, like strong lifts, you know, um, it, it, unless you're comparing them to Sebastian Oreb. But uh, that was the running that, I just noticed after a couple of weeks of running or a month of running and walking every other day that, holy crap, the Baker sister's gone. So I, what I'm trying to get at here is like add in movement variability. It's really, really important. You need and, new stimulus. Yeah. And, you, and you know, the, the other thing you need is to, you know, this question is very specific to what movements do I need? And this is why I said at the start to give you some context around why I said do the UMS program. Don't just choose random movements stop doing that everybody stop <laughs> choosing yeah. random movements i don't give a shit if a physio tells you to do it i don't give a shit if your friend tells you to do it i don't care if we tell you to do it no one should be telling you what movements your body tells you that when you assess yourself properly and figure out what you actually need and there are some really good protocols that have been designed by some of the world's best strength coaches to do that assessment process and then you constantly have a program designed for what your body needs based mm. on the structures, the strength, the weaknesses, the imbalances, whatever else. UMS is one of them, mm. you know, I but it just drives me insane that people are still trying to guess. Well, I think one of the biggest rant over. <laughs> well, <laughs> but one of the one of the biggest things that um, I think people don't really get about the strength of the UMS. So we've identified, 
you know, we've had Phil and Nilesh, um, you know, endorse the kind of training that we do. You know, we know that everybody at this table has the same philosophies on on this kind of thing. But, you know, and we've and we've said to you guys that movement variability is is what's really required. But what you don't understand is that when you when you're doing these six week cycles, which is what we recommend, you there's a lot of if you're trying to figure this out for yourself by going, OK, I understand I'm, I'm meant to do agonist and antagonist and I'm meant to change between these movements. But you do that for a couple of cycles on your own before you start getting really, really confused and really second guessing yourself as to whether what you're doing is going to deliver a result. And I even get to that point myself at my level of education and my level of um, training people where when I'm not when I'm trying to do something that I haven't been able to do before, like things like new calisthenics movements, and I know how progressions work, I know how to write programs, but if I don't have a coach who's guiding me, who's gone on the journey themselves and who's guided other people there before me, you start to question yourself. And when you start to question yourself, you stop following your training properly. And that is another really powerful thing about something like the UMS and the, and the coaching calls that we do every day, because you don't have to question yourself. You know, you get coached by people that have done it before and by people that are going to reassure you that what you're doing is the right thing or are going to steer you back on track if you start going down a bit of a you know rabbit hole that's leading you um, you know, somewhere that where you don't really want to be going. And that's a really, really powerful thing. Like for me, that's one of the most powerful things. I, I get lost pretty quickly with my training and it gets to a point where after about three or six months, I start to feel really disheartened with what I'm doing because I, you know, if you haven't achieved the results that you're hoping to achieve, you start to really question what you're doing and you might be doing the right thing, but when you start to question it, it's, it's not a good place to be, I think personally. It's definitely not very encouraging. No, it's not. It's not. And, um, you know, so, yeah, having something like the UMS that, that you know, is, is balanced itself in the program split um, that allows you to, you know, drop progressions and regressions in like what Phil's spoken about that gives you that variability that encourages variability but safely like what Yanni said where it's about this, um, you know, choosing the right thing at the right time based on assessing yourself and then having this community of people that you can ask questions to to be able to be reassured and make sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, it's it's just so powerful. It, it, it really is and it's something that shouldn't be overlooked and, you know, if, you, if you're coming out of this rehab stage and you're thinking, what should I do? in the very least do it for a couple of months you know do it for a couple of cycles like just learn where you know this goes where you should go from here the most important thing i think is that you really really understand that it's not going to be an exercise and it's not going to be a program it's going to be how you manage load from here on in that it becomes your either your kryptonite or your answer your solution uh, there's a, a million different ways that you could train and maybe not a million, but there are certainly thousands mm -hmm. and, uh, and, 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 diff and, and there's a lot of great programs out there, but you know, unless the program is uh, periodically assessing where your strengths and weaknesses are and what needs the most work, or you are working under someone like Nilesh and you have a very specific goal or role in a professional team and you need to, you know, in, um, uh, enhance certain abilities so that you can jump higher or pivot um, more st stable and not blow your knees out or whatever it is that you're specializing in. If you don't have any of that sort of stuff, then you just need to find a program that's going to guide you through that process and and then you need to find a couple of coaches or mentors or 
friends, dare I say it, who understand load management and mm. who are going to be able to tap you on the shoulder and go, dude, you know, like the other day we went for a run, Phil and I, and another good friend of ours. And, you know, the, the other good friend was trying to encourage us to do some stair sprints after uh, these boys had, had dragged me out on a 10K run when I'd only run seven and a half Ks up until this point. And, uh, <laughs> and Phil sort of stepped in and was like, you know what, I think just let's focus on the 10, getting the 10K done today at a five minute 30 pace. That's gonna be enough for your knee, you know? Let's not just throw in uh, a whole bunch of stair sprints in the middle yeah, of it, you like, know? I think a take your PB and run is a, like as in get like one little achievement and like yeah, walk away and yeah. come back another time is a good sort of rule. But thumb. what I'm, but what I'm re down. trying to reinforce here is that, is that it's really important that you surround yourself with people who are going to help guide you on that, you know, because your ego is always going to steer you astray. Yeah. It, it's a brilliant way to steer you astray if you just train with your ego. And if you train with the wrong group of mates, catastrophic. I'm super lucky. So's Rad. So's, um, so's Phil, you know, uh, so's uh, Richard and so's Nalesh that we are all in this together. And we're, you know, five pretty incredible minds with a collective uh, level of knowledge where, you know, you, you don't accrue this in a lifetime, you know, so we're lucky, but you guys need to make sure that you make that luck for yourself. And the easiest way to do that, and I know this sounds like a broken record and it's a shameful plug, but the easiest way to do that is to join the UMS program or a program of similar caliber, which to my knowledge doesn't exist. And, uh, <laughs> and then get that guidance, you know, like seriously. You got five, you got access to five incredible people who are going to help guide you through that process. Uh, and I really am struggling to find a better answer. Fair enough. Um, before we do kind of wrap this up, I'd like to kind of just take a bit of a step back into physio land yep. um, and talk about like return to play protocols. Cause I think that's a really, like it's a, it's a, a thing that's done in uh, professional sports all the time, but it sort of doesn't always make it out of professional sports and into regular sort of, um, you know, physio consultations or um, that idea. And so the idea there is basically like having an idea with that return to play is like, what are you trying to get back to? And what are the like objective sort of bits of feedback that you can look for that you're ready to do it? Because I think so much of the time when people have kind of gone into this like rehab world of, you know, do a six week, um, you know, post-injury block where you're doing specific rehab exercises, they often think that like that box is then ticked and then they can get back to doing what they want to do, like all that, what they were doing before when they injured themselves. So unless do you want to maybe yeah, yeah, talk to rehab, uh, sorry, um, yeah, well, that's, I think it's funny. It's good, good that we're actually using it. Or we've got a knee example because I'll give you a little go, do at home kind of exit criteria you can do on yourself. But so um, exit criteria is basically like exiting the out of rehab space. Yeah. You're licensed <laughs> to kill, basically. You can do, you can <laughs> run. Field. Can, yep. um, so I think we obviously, you know, there's technology based, there's clinical tests and so forth, but a easy go-to exercises so um, what we like to use with knees um, very basic for an intro to run um, especially with the knee injury we, we like using like a single leg squat um, if you can do reps of 10 to 15 left feet right you can self-test yourself um, you can so look at that balance at the end of leg is kind of correct, equal. yeah yep. you've got some strength you've got some control through there then in terms of calf strength we look at that as well so you can do a single leg calf raise and um, the program's already um, doing that, so you should have some sort of capacity base there. Um, calf raise 25 reps and plus, left feet right, so you compare yourself. Obviously, if your injured side's still, still doing 12 and your right side's doing 25, guess what? You've just got some work to do. You need to get in touch and go from there. Um, we look at some hamstring works. Again, it's already been complemented here by doing some hamstring curls, so um, we do reps of 15. Um, 
15 reps on the non-injured side, single leg, 15 reps on the injured side, 15 reps, and see where you're at. Control, fatigue, where you're at. So a little quick little battery of tests you can start doing yourself. Three tests, pretty easy tests to do. We do these tests, so if the guys tick these off, um, they're ready to run. Obviously, yeah. being pain-free, left equals right, there's control there, they're able to maintain endurance, capacity, and strength. Yeah, so hopefully, like you know, this that's a very specific thing for you know these elite athletes in AFL, where obviously it's really running at like heavy demand, and and you know the goals for you might be slightly different around that. Like you might be very much in just the calisthenic space or whatever. But kind of that takeaway of like having some objective feedback between and being able to look at your left versus right, the injured side versus non-injured side, and kind of having that understanding that like okay is this pretty close? Like, am I back to being kind of, you know? Within well, it gives you back, it lets you go back to the drawing board going, hey, like, I'm still kind of single leg squat 10 times and the other leg, I'm doing 15. Go back to the drawing board, you know, that'd be the UMS yeah. program or rehab program, whatever it is. Where, what do I need to tick? What do I want to address to get my single leg strength yeah. back? Or yeah, yeah getting that back. structural balance yeah, side to side. So because you can imagine if you do, you know, if you've got one leg that can only do, you know, seven reps and the other leg can do 15, then if you go out running um, and, you know, expect that everything will be peachy keen, you're probably going to run into a bit of disappointment because suddenly you've got one leg that's probably doing a whole lot more work yeah. or fatigue a whole lot quicker. Say if you're getting into squats and you, you suddenly realize like, oh, hang on, I'm shifting all the way to one side because you really can't take that much load through one. So I think having that idea of exit criteria and that like idea of return to play should be really helpful for you guys in just knowing when to go from, I guess, being quite focused on your injury to then being able to let that part of your brain relax and just let go of it and not kind of let it take over your identity so and sounds good to me and when you go running you definitely don't want to run into problems i love that one phil it's good. <laughs> <laughs> always always there with oh, look you out all right well i think that's out. uh i think that's um session done that's uh there, there's your answers there so if yeah, anybody so i just want to say yeah thanks simon to for getting those questions on the on the group and for anyone who you know watches uh, listen to these podcasts, but listen on the Facebook group. Like, ask questions like this. He's put a really good amount of detail there, um, you know, and hopefully you can see that he's he's got a pretty good answer out of yeah. it. So, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to put questions on that Movement Mastermind group. It's free to join. Just yep. yeah, yeah, that's that's and something that's really important that I did want to r drive home for those uh, on YouTube or on the podcast. Get yourself over to the Movement Mastermind. Just search UMS Movement Mastermind on Facebook and join the group. It's free to join. You do have to agree to abide by the code of conduct. We refuse entry to a lot of people because they don't scroll down and and I click that little click button. A box. Click a box. Well, I I recently joined a group and didn't see the box too. You have to scroll down. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, do it. Get it up. Get your questions in, you know, and, and if it's a good question that we think people can benefit from, then we'll certainly answer it. And we'll do our very best not to just blatantly plug our own programs. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it's really hard. Uh, and if and anybody needs specific um, physio advice, go to adpt.physio. As long as you don't live in America, unfortunately, they can't work with... Um, Americans, we're uh, yeah, we don't really like Americans. <laughs> <as we do>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is absolutely not it's true. Like legal we, and insurance things. An, so. There's a le yeah, there, there's different insurance, uh, and these boys, I don't know, they, you can't get insured for it, can you? Or I think you have to like register in every single state in the US, and yeah. anyway, it's just a nightmare. It's a bit of a nightmare. So, so yeah. I, either but call up and lie and say that you're from the UK, yeah, or. Canada uh, wouldn't be able to tell the difference in the accents. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, and otherwise you can uh, anybody who is beyond that stage that wants to get started with this, you can get a free trial of the UMS online coaching if you go to that Facebook group, UMS Movement Mastermind. Yeah.
Good stuff. Get on all, it, team. The link. We'll... There's a link in the description yeah. for all of these oh, replays. Okay. Uh, and uh, seriously, like, I want to meet you on the inside. I want to, We want to work with you uh, and, and take your performance to the next level. Unleash your inner athlete. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, you get to work with all of us. Uh, just like the group that we're about to tune into now. So if you are part of the UMS uh, online coaching group, jump over to that <laughs> Facebook page. and You know who I just had to approve to the group who didn't agree to the conditions? <laughs> who? No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 Oh, mate. I, honestly, I was so embarrassed. I just joined a mastermind group myself. And uh, and they had to email me, and it's a paid group, and they're like, "Dude, we can't um, let you into the group on Facebook until you agree to the c code of conduct." And I was like, "What? How did I miss that?" <laughs> I got back in, had a look, and I'm like, "Oh, you got to scroll down there. That's why. That's why people miss it. I'm one of the numpties that we make fun of." Anyway, I rejected you, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try again next year. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be talking about how uh, creating a balanced foundation improves performance and how not doing it delivers mediocre results it's very very important especially if you're just getting started in your exercise journey uh, maybe the boys will be here tomorrow i don't know will you I'll be around. Yeah. Yep. yeah look at that oh we got two today we got two they're going to be joining us tomorrow so tune in health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.